1: Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game.
0: You have 47 new voicemails.
1: Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
2: Rob Thomas coming through (laughs) with Don't Dream It's Over. He's checking in this morning from lockdown, quarantine out there Mm -hmm. in Westchester County. Good morning, Rob.
1: Hey, how are you guys doing?
2: Fantastic. (laughs) Fantastic.
1: Yes, fabulous. Now, how, many, how many
2: social distance sessions have you done so far?
1: Uh, I don't know. You know. I've done three or four, and then I did like a, a full live, like an hour set, actually, from my studio the other night for, for a Bud Light, for a, a charity, for, you know, for, uh, you know, relief for trying to get stuff to healthcare workers and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you know, the funny thing is, is like those kind of things, you know, it's just like my wife filming me doing what I'm doing every night anyway, sitting around in <laughs> my sweatpants and playing guitar. Right. <laughs> Feels normal.
0: <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah.
2: Yeah, it's funny, because like I said, you just enjoy playing. You've, have you ever had any other job in your life besides being in a band?
1: Yeah, man. I, was, I mean, when I was first starting out, I mean, I was still playing in bands. But I did every kind of construction work. I was a roofer. I was drywall. I was painting. I worked in every restaurant capacity. I was, you know, a bartender and a barback and a waiter and a, and a busboy and a dishwasher. Um, I used to deliver beds. I used to make futons. Like... <laughs> What I would do is, I I felt like I would, I would, I would take any job that I could take that had no possibility of becoming a career, so that if I had, I
0: could
1: could quit it on a Friday night if they wouldn't let me have off for a gig, and then I could get another job on Monday. Clock in, clock out. A a lot of jobs that I didn't want to become, you know, everything to me. That's funny. I didn't want to give myself too much of an out.
2: You know, a lot of guys that have bands, what they do, they have to have a day job Mm. because they. You don't make enough money when you first start out, right?
1: Yeah, no. I mean, even when we were like, we had said, okay, we we're all in. We were, we were hopping in a van and trailer, and we were traveling up and down the southeast. I mean, we were living on enough to pay for the gas in the van, and everybody got eight dollars a day for a per diem to, to eat. And then right. we all we all we all stayed, you know, all six of us or five of six of us in one, you know, super eight hotel room. All eight of you. Yeah, man, whatever it took, like us and our sound guy. And then once we got signed, this, this says a lot about our manager. We were like the only band in the world. Before we had a sound guy, we had a lighting guy out with us. Wow. <laughs> You're kidding me. You
2: gotta look good.
1: Yeah, we had, to, yeah, we, we had our priorities straight. <laughs> exactly. Which is why, I mean, that's why you understand when you see those pictures of us from the 90s that we're wearing like, you know, see-through velvet and leather pants and stuff.
2: <laughs> you spent all your we, money on the... Kind of Unclosed you spend all your money on the presentation <laughs> rather than, d- you know, eight bucks each, And but you got a nice room, all and, eight yeah, of listen, you.
1: if somebody, if somebody had told me that come 2020, I'm just going to be wearing sweatpants for the rest of my life, I, I would have known. I wouldn't have spent all that money on that.
2: <laughs> well,
0: it worked yeah. for you. That's good.
2: <laughs> you know, we're talking to Rob Thomas. Now, Rob, I know from talking to other people that when you make hit records, they actually give you money. So the reason <laughs> a lot of people work so hard is so they so they can Make hire <laughs> other people like you used to be doing drywall and all that. But I, and I saw this uh, picture of you or this video of you. I guess uh, Marisol took it. You're installing an electrical outlet in huh? your house. Now you do know you can call someone to do that for you, right? Yeah,
1: or you you get electrocuted. Do, you you do know that you can't anymore, right? <laughs> oh, there no, is that. Yeah, no, that.
2: no, that's a good point. <laughs>
1: <You> <laughs> no, man, been... I'm I finding out a lot of things about myself. I mean, it, it's funny because I mean, like, we it is true. Like, we have you know some things that some people have been able to come to do as long as they can do it outside. We had our entire uh, like uh, two weeks into the into the to the quarantine, our entire water heater system busted <gasps> and our our basement was flooding out. And luckily. <sighs> We know the guy that owns the company, and he could come through our basement without us having to actually see each other or come into contact. And then as soon as he left, I just wiped down and Cloroxed everything that he touched. Um, but with this, I was just like, okay, I had to go to, the, you know, go to the store, you buy the outlet, you turn off all the electricity, you stick it, you take the old one out, you stick the new one in, and you seem like a damn hero. <laughs> <laughs>
2: You know, and your life.: especially,
1: especially Scott, because the expectations on me and like home repair are so low. Like I remember the day that I discovered that I could pay somebody to do something. Like I was in, we were in our in our apartment in Soho, and I had taken on this project. I was going to growl the entire tub, and I got like a quarter of the way through it, and I went, "You know, somebody else would probably be a lot better at this."
0: <laughs> it looks <laughs> like you were finger on, painting.
1: Yeah, from that point on, it was like, okay, if it involves my lawn, electricity, I'm
0: not touching. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you know that's a good point because you know you can find a guy that's in a band that's still got to work because the band hadn't had a hit yet. That's like right. you,
1: Same <laughs> as you, right? Yeah. I, listen, I would I would have done that in a, in a heartbeat.
0: Or actual professionals also are out there. <laughs>
1: my only, you know, my only thing that I don't is, is that I don't mess with is landscaping. Like I remember when I was working in landscaping in Florida in the heat in the summer. That that and roofing are like the worst in Florida in the summer. Mm. And. But working, I remember like vividly, pardon <laughs> me, being like 17, 18 you know, 17 years old maybe, and I'm pushing a lawnmower in Florida Heat, and I went, if I ever get a real job, <laughs> I,
0: will <laughs> I will never do this again.
1: I will never do it's landscape. I have so much respect <laughs> for people out there doing landscape, and it, it's a thankless I job.
2: I used to, uh, when, before I got into radio, I mean, I wanted to be in radio. I just couldn't get in. I didn't know why. I just couldn't get people in. People
0: didn't want to. You. you got any
2: experience? <laughs> Oh no. <laughs> not yet, but I'm I'm willing. So I would take these same kind of jobs you got. We had this one lady that hired me and this other guy and she wanted to take all these rose bushes out of her yard.
0: And that's a radio job. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, so what you did is, yeah, I got, a, I got a chain. You hook it up to the axle in my car, and you wrap the chain around the rose bushes, then you can oh. pull them out of the ground. Must have been a big bush. So yeah. there was all kinds of had a whole yeah. uh, thing, oh, and, I, so, and I said, "You got any gloves in there?" "No." "Well, you should bring those." I didn't know what I was going to be doing. So we're down there pulling these rose bushes out of the ground with our
0: in Your fingers, yeah.
2: That's one of the many uh, jobs I had, but I wasn't. <laughs> I, sophisticated. To, I
1: worked at a boatyard. Like I used to clean boats and then deliver them. Like, I'd hook them up to the truck and then drive them out to, you know, people that bought boats. Mm. And that was kind of a fun job because everybody just left you alone. It was just yeah. me and the boats all day. So I yeah. spent a lot, of time, I would spend a lot of time writing. Like, you know, just in my head, I would write these songs while I was cleaning and working on the boats, and then I'd get home and then sit down at the keyboard and try and work those out.
2: That's It's cool. so funny because you, you learn how to drive vehicles that you didn't know how to drive. I could drive any kind of truck. A oh, yeah, I
1: had, a, I had a special license. I had a CDL license because I was a truck driver. A CD, a you did? Living. Yeah, I yeah. was, driving, I was yeah. driving home, uh, beds, delivering beds, because I had, I thought, okay, listen, this is me and my, like, 16-year-old self, like, or 18-year-old self. Like, if I deliver beds, I'm definitely going to meet some ladies who are happy that I'm delivering their bed. Maybe right? you could use and it. And
0: take a bounce on
2: it.
1: <laughs> yeah, and that happened zero times. <laughs>
2: Didn't you read that Playboy up in the front where the letters come in, all those women hitting on oh, right. these?
1: I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a college I'm a student in a small midwestern town, and I never thought this would happen to me. Right, exactly. <laughs> yes.
2: I was over delivering a bed, and she said, I need someone to test it out. How about you?
1: There are people out there. There are people out there right now that are that are that are under a certain age, going like, I don't get it. You're reading porn. I don't know what you're talking. About. <laughs> what are you talking
0: about? <laughs> but you did get a CDL license. I think that's very cool. Not many yeah, people.
1: I, <laughs> I did, you know, and that was and that was dangerously close to becoming a career. Right. Know, I was like, oh, I had I had to go out and like actually study for something and then and go acquire a license to do this <laughs> that's job. That's right. <laughs>
2: Rob Thomas is on the line. Do you remember the first time you actually heard a song that you wrote and recorded on the radio?
1: Yeah, well, so we had one. The first time probably was less exciting, but not in, in that we were, you know, in Orlando, Florida, and every Sunday night there was a certain local station with Surfer Dave, uh, was with the, with the, uh, He's passed away since, but Surfer Dave was the DJ, a 106.7 in Orlando.
2: Wow, you remember.
1: And they would do, uh, every Sunday, they would do like a a half an hour of local bands. And they they would choose and then play their music. And so we got on that uh, first. I was at a band called Fair Warning, we did that. And then uh, Tab of the Secret, we did that. But then with, with Matchbox 20, we were like out, you know, delirious at like three in the morning, making some hike from like New Orleans to uh, Dallas in the van. And then just as we were pulling into Dallas, we popped out a tape, a cassette tape, by the way, which tells you when this was, we popped (laughs) out a cassette tape and, uh, all of a sudden, uh, it, like literally, long day just just started on the radio, and we had a little freak fit for a minute.
2: Oh yeah. Oh, I yeah. can imagine. I was watching. Uh, I was watching one of the movies uh, about the Beach Boys, and the first time that they, the one that they heard one of their songs on the radio, and they had, they weren't like a drive-in, and they ran around, pounding on everybody's cars. Yeah, and that's it's kind of
0: like remember, remember that on the thing radio. Do. Uh. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's like that thing you do when they first hear it the first time, and they all get excited. Yeah. Um, Which, by the way, is sad because, you know, uh, we lost Adam Schlesinger, who wrote That Thing You Do. He was a a songwriter and guitar player in Fountains of Wayne, a good friend
2: of ours. Great producer, too, wasn't he?
1: Great producer, yeah. He was working on uh, Broadway musicals. He was just like a songwriter, songwriter. We were all in awe of him.
2: Mm. Well, it's difficult to predict anything with touring right now, but you guys were getting ready to do the Matchbox 2020 concert tour.
1: I'm thinking that we're probably getting ready for the Matchbox 2021 concert yeah. tour.
0: I think a lot of people are feeling that way, huh? Yeah,
1: yeah. like it just doesn't seem, it doesn't seem responsible, honestly, I right. think, right yeah. now. I think, you know, without, without giving yourself a really enough distance to have that many people get together in one place. I, just, I, I would hate to, to feel that I was responsible for something like that.
0: Hey, other yeah. than uh, music and electrical work, what are you doing to, to kill time right now?
1: Um... Well, I've watched all of the TV shows, all of them. Um,
0: <laughs> Everything.
1: I've gone, I've gone back and rewatched every movie. I've reached the end of the internet. I've, I found like literally. <laughs>
2: I I've reached the end of the internet. Huh? I
1: hit one, I hit one button, and it was like, you know, it was like uh, like this kind of Willy Wonka kind of experience. You're like, and you passed. You finally have all of the knowledge now. You are the king of nothing. Um, <laughs> I'm I love going they crazy. I've been, I've been doing a lot of, it's funny, like, you know, I, I'm finding that I'm connecting more with mm. people than I did when I could physically connect with them. What? Like, I have more, more friends that I'm sitting up at night and we're having a glass of wine and FaceTiming each other and talking, you know, stuff. And I've been working with, with writers and sending music back and forth. We, uh, I was just hanging out the other day talking with uh, Gavin DeGraw, your buddy. Oh, I um, love him. Because he's, him and I and Chris Daughtry, we're doing a thing that's coming up for Sidewalk Angels and Humane Society. We haven't announced it yet, but it'll be coming out soon. We'll talk about it. But uh, they've been you know, kind enough to do that. So I find that I've just been really connecting with uh – with people on this level, because when you realize you can't, it becomes a much more precious commodity.
0: Right. That Agreed.
2: I mean, you are you have been so busy doing so many different things, including uh, you know working with Marisol on Sidewalk Angels and animal shelters and all that. You, you know, I remember when Chris Dautry, uh I was emceeing a concert for you. And uh, and Chris, Chris I was so excited when I got Rob Thomas's cell number. but I didn't ever, I didn't realize he never answered it or returned calls to it.
1: Yeah, that sounds like me. I was, <laughs> it's funny. I was talking to Chris the other day, and we we're both having the same thing. I was like, "So you're writing?" And he said, uh, "He's like, you know, I haven't been writing this much. Like right before this lockdown, I was totally about the record, and now." like, and I'm doing the same thing, which is like I'm going, Maddie and I are going through parts of our house and like purging out, like spring cleaning time. You know, like we're going to tackle this drawer, we're going to tackle this chest, we're going to tackle this closet and this pantry, and we're going to clean it out, we're going to get it down. And there's this unbelievable sense of satisfaction that you get from just like uncluttering things in your life especially when you can't walk away from it like you, yeah. you know I can't just lock it away and go and go to a bar so I, <laughs> I'm stuck here I'm stuck here looking at it
2: all I'm gambling that she's the driving force behind that
1: <laughs> well she got it started but now I'm, I'm obsessed
0: right I know and the that's feeling that's
1: key thing is that her and I we like each other which is really a valuable currency oh. at this time yeah it's, no kidding is us getting along because we we manage ourselves really, really well. We give ourselves some space throughout the day to, to work and, you know, do the stuff that we need to do. And when we come together, uh, we get to these points where, like, we can watch ourselves starting to get really snippy. Like, you can feel it starting to happen, yep. you know, about yep. nothing at all. I mean, and, 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 like, right in a place where it's just about to burst, we just kind of look at each other and we're like, all right, let's hit the reset button because this is stupid. And then yeah. we just keep on moving on.
2: Yeah. That's I smart. think a lot of people listening right now say, Rob Thomas and Marisol, too, huh? <laughs> Everybody, yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, listen, we're, we're so fortunate. Like, we have some friends that are, you know, that, uh, that are the, ch- the two of them with a baby in a, in a one-bedroom apartment in oh. the middle of Manhattan. Yeah. Um, you know, we have some people that, that, we, that we know of that are really kind of scared about when this happens. Like, are they still going to have jobs to come back to? Or uh, sure, sure. what's happening with their money that, that they're burning through while they're not making money? Like, so at the end of the day, like, every thing that I have to tell you about what we're going through through quarantine is anecdotal at best. I mean, we're, we are the best case scenario, you know, when you see how, how, how bleak it really is for Americans out there and a lot of people all over the world.
0: Well, Good it's important point. to find the gratitude and find the joy, no matter what you're dealing with, because that's oh, you know, I do
1: also. I do also sit up and, and uh, FaceTime almost every night with Carlos.
0: Do you
2: really?
1: Santana? Yeah, he's because <laughs> yeah, he's in he's in with Cindy, his wife, in Hawaii. They went there just before this all happened. And just they're you know I'm making they they're stuck there right now, in Hawaii, and
0: uh,
1: <laughs> he uh, so. So we're on, just on this time zone where, like, right before I go to bed, I'll, I'll go, you know, sit out and, like, pull out my guitar and do some writing or something. And then he'll FaceTime me, and we'll just kind of just sit up at B.S. for a little while, almost, you know, every other night.
2: Wow. He's still, You know what? I've talked to him before. He never shuts up. He's got a lot to say.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, he does, man.
2: He's got a lot of stuff. Rob that, Thomas, <laughs> great talking to you, man. We'll catch up with you when you're ready to do that tour again, whatever else you got going, okay?
1: Yeah, man, I love you guys. Be safe, okay?
2: You're the best, Rob. Tell Marisol we we said hello and we send our love.
1: He's he's at the end of the internet. (laughs) Maria, by the way.
0: (laughs) Oh, that's great. Oh, she's there too. That's great.
1: Yeah, she's six miles away. I can't see her, but you know.
0: Mama San's in the house, man. Thank you, Rob. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on What's in Your Podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive.